welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I'm so looking forward to uh, sharing some thoughts with you today around the whole theme of fathering, but also around this theme of redemption. And uh, it's good to look out there and see that some of you have been able to bring your dad along to church, drag him along to church, and other dads have dragged their kids along to church. And that's just how it works, isn't it? We're all dragging each other along to church so that we can stay in the zone. You know, some people see that as a little bit of a negative. I don't because, you know, I was dragged along to school for the first, well, every year of my life that I went to school, really. Uh, When a parent wasn't dragging me along, a principal was, and it was good for me. And so it's good to be in church. I want to dig in straight away and and share some thoughts with you. Let me pray. And also for you online this morning, we're praying for you. We're hoping that you get to celebrate a great Father's Day with family, with friends. Can I speak to those today that, you know, when you come to this moment of Father's Day, it's it's a sore point. It's a sad moment for different reasons. An absent father, a bad experience with fathers. Maybe you're a dad and you feel like you've failed dramatically. Can I encourage you this day that God is in the business of redeeming fathers, fathering. He'll do it in you, He'll do it through you and He will do it for you. Father, today, as we come around Your Word, I ask God that You would use me to speak to these people that You would think and speak through me. That everything that I say, build up, encourage and stir us towards the great things that you have for us from fathers, for fathers and through fathers in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, can you help me out? Everyone said, that's real cool. Uh, Let me start here in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. It says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. I think more than ever, this verse is written for dads. And um, all the mums and wives would go, yes, amen. And, you know, as, as, as fathers committed to following Christ, there are high, even very high expectations on us. And uh, you know what, in, in two zones, I think, there's this set of expectations that all dads get. And what I mean by that, dads in the church and unchurched dads, we all get the same expectation that we got to be present in our children's lives, especially today with the modern world and media telling us we, we need to be present. It's not just Christian dads that need to be present, non-Christian dads need it as well, right? And we're expected to provide and to protect and to impart values like we've read in this verse. But on top of that, as followers of Christ, as dads in Christ, Uh, Unlike unchurched dads, people that you might work with, we also are called to love our wives as Christ loves the church and lay it down for them. We're also called to go the extra mile and not exasperate our children while correcting them. Probably the most favourite Scripture my children have quoted back to me over the years. Don't cause your children to be exasperated when you correct them. Carry the spiritual headship of the home without being overbearing. How do you do that? So dads, I wonder if like me, 
you feel like you have failed and are failing in areas? If so, you're in good company. And don't give me your Bible stories about the perfect dads. I can't find one. Abraham, yeah, right. Blended family, more than one wife. Shall we go on? No, we won't go there. But you know what? I, I think in, in, in all seriousness, I have grown more as a father since becoming a grandfather, which is kind of like it got in a bit late, God. <laughs> Am I a slow learner? Don't answer that. (laughs) Don't answer that. But seriously, I've grown more as a grandfather in being a father. I want to take you to this verse in Psalm 128 and verse 1. I think Fridge agrees with me. How joyous are those who love the Lord and bow low before God, ready to obey Him. Your reward will be prosperity, happiness and well-being. Your wife will bless your heart and home. Your children will bring you joy as they, as they gather around your table. Yes, this is God's generous reward for those who love Him. May the Lord bless you out of His Zion glory. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem throughout your life and may you be surrounded by your grandchildren. Happiness to you and happiness to Israel. Can I start by saying that, dads, you're never going to stop learning as a father. And if you can get to this stage in life, I I was sitting on a couch in one of my kids' home recently and kind of in the back of my brain, you know, um, when when you look at a man and say, what do you think? And he says, nothing. Um, I know a lot of people say we're actually thinking nothing, but actually we're thinking stuff that we're not going to tell you about. And so in the back of my mind, I'm contemplating some goals and plans financially because I'm looking at my grandchildren and I'm remembering a scripture that says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And I'm thinking these kids are going to get toothpicks the way I'm going right now. Um, I've got to do something about this financial plan. I'm thinking that in the back of my mind. And then one of my grandchildren runs up to me, kisses me and hugs me. And as they go away, I go, "Mm, that was worth about $100,000 right there. And then another one comes up and does the same. I'm going like, well, that's half a million there. And I, it just kept topping up and topping up and topping up. And I, I suddenly kind of went, oh, my gosh, I'm one of the richest men on the planet. And it's funny because your grandkids think you're really wealthy, hey. I can't tell you how many times they've come to me and say, Papa, you're really rich, eh? And I go, nah, not as rich as your dad, eh? <laughs> go hit him up. Can I say, dads, Jesus is in the business of redeeming fatherhood in and through you. The greatest example I can give my children and my grandchildren is actually a daily faith in Christ. And with that in mind, I want to take you to the last words that closed out the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4. It says this, look, I'm sending the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And you know what? 
after this portion of Scripture, the Gospel broke out. And what we learn from this portion of Scripture is that the Gospel turns hearts. It turns the hearts of fathers to children and the hearts of children to fathers. You've got to know that the Gospel would not be the Gospel if it's just about fathers turning to children. It's also about children turning to fathers. That's why I love the story of Rich Sabel because he's not just a great dad to his own children, but he's fathering other children around about him by what he does in leading that team. And you know what? You might be in the marketplace today and it can be a weird thing as a grown man, as a father, as a grandfather, but God wants you to father the people around about you. And the standards are high. The expectations are high. Oh my goodness, I don't think I've ever really lived out a year and looked back on my fathering and gone, nailed it. I can't remember a year. But each year God redeems a little bit more and a little bit more. The Gospel removes curses. And you've got to know that as fathers, we are curse-destroying men on this planet. We are the ones that are removing the curse of fatherlessness. And it's only by what God has done through us. The word redemption literally means to offset or compensate for a deficit. I'm like, yeah, God, that's what I need. I need you to come along and offset because I did correct them out of my emotions and not my spiritual side. God, I need you to offset this because I may have missed one or two birthdays. In fact, my daughter reminds me of a time where I missed six birthdays in a row. It was deliberate. No, it wasn't. Don't tell her. It was because of other responsibilities, six years in a row. And as a result of that, we can get to a place where we forget to see our children. Can I encourage dads today to see your children? See them in a brand new way. Psalm 127 verse 3, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. (laughs) Some of them have taken that Scripture too far. (laughs) A household full of children will not bring you shame, will not bring shame on your name, but victory when you face your enemies. For your offspring will have influence and honour to prevail on your behalf. Dads, can I encourage you to see your children at home? Catch your children doing good. Catch your children doing good and make a fuss of them. See them at school and get to their rewards wherever possible. Get to their reward ceremonies wherever possible. Cheer them on from the sidelines. And if you can't make it, guess what? There's always FaceTime. Don't be guilty for it. You can still be there. And wives, mums, can I talk to the sisters for a moment very carefully and feeling a little bit unsafe? Wives, be realistic in your expectations of your hubby. Back him up. Come on, brothers, help me out. You're all too scared because they're here with you this morning. Come on. Wives, mums, never say wait until your dad gets home. Do your own discipline. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. You're really not helping doing that. You're really not helping. Dad doesn't want to come home and the first thing he has to do after being separated from them all day is walk in and be the guy, 
skill and our discipline. And I realise we're in a modern world where maybe both you're out there and you're both coming home and work that stuff out. And can I just make it simple? You're in this together, help them out. But dads, dads also, make sure you see your children on the altar. Make sure your children see you on the altar. Show them that the house of God is sacred. That, that the altar is a place to get healed and find forgiveness and make covenant and get married and dedicate children. Let your kids see you on the altar, but always help them to be seen on the altar. And then for children, sons and daughters, and I'm talking from the youngest to the oldest today, see your dads through the eyes of grace and mercy. They will let you down, mostly because of your unrealistic expectations, but also because they're human. They make mistakes. They will miss the mark. They will correct you out of emotion from time to time. They will miss an important event, birthday or six in a row. (laughs) But they are trying their best. I was thinking about this. Today we'll have dads here that are dads of children and maybe dads of children and teenagers. And I think in that season of fathering, um, you forget that you need a long-term vision. You're just dealing with a lack of sleep and a lack of resources and being pulled left, right and centre and the challenges that go with that. And then dads of adult children, we, we sometimes forget that the most important thing we can do is not just be a dad, but be their best friend also so that you can be there through every season of their life without all the enforcing of rules and regulations. You know what, I think as a dad, it's more important to be there than to be right. Because we do have more life experience, more wisdom, and they're going to be making decisions that are going in obviously the wrong direction to you. And the tendency is we just want to stop them doing it and we don't want them to make the same mistakes. So we enforce and try and push, but don't do it. Just be there. It's more important. And then there's dads here today that have the great privilege, like I do, to, of being a dad of generations. I'm not just a dad to my children. I'm a granddad to others. And I really think this is the reward time of life. And, and, you know, I've seen those bumper stickers where um, the grey nomads are heading off around Australia and they've got the sign on the back that says, spending the children's inheritance. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me not to be one of them. And if I am going to be one of them, help me to have a lot to spend along the way. (laughs) Jokes, jokes. But you know what? If you're a dad of generations, you are a super wealthy man today. I've had um, the great blessing of fathering and co-parenting a blended family. So my fathering experience started out with bonus children called Christian and Simona. And the privilege of watching them grow up into incredible Ambassadors for Christ. I've had the privilege of walking my daughter down the aisle and performing the marriage ceremony at her request. (laughs) Performing the marriage ceremony for my son and his wife. 
watching them have children and love their children. Walking through the highs and the lowest of lows with them. That's an incredible privilege. So young dad out there thinking, oh, these kids are just getting on my nerves. You know, one day they won't be getting on your nerves. Their kids will be getting on their nerves and you'll be going around enjoying watching it happen. <laughs> Come on, be encouraged. You know, all that backchatting you're getting today. One day you get to watch their kids backchat them and it's just so fulfilling. <laughs> Don't be short-sighted as a young dad. I'm so glad there's just a few in the room that actually know what I'm talking about. It's just the most rewarding thing. But you know, it's also been extremely rewarding watching my sons, both of them, be exponentially better fathers to their children than I was. Because that's how it works. I look at them, I look at Jordan, I look at Anthony as dads and I love the way they love their kids. They're just so much more connected and present even with greater challenges than I had. And, and it doesn't kind of cause me to have regrets or hang my head down. I just go, oh God, You are redeeming fathering and fatherhood and Your promises are true. I love being smothered by kisses and affection from their children. I also love having to hustle and steal from some of them at different stages in their journey. But do you know what? I still feel like today there are areas of fathering that Jesus still needs to redeem in me. And I just want to say that's okay. Because I found this psalm, which is where I'm going to land as the team comes to join me. Psalm 49. In verse 8, it says, A soul's redemption is too costly and precious for anyone to pay with earthly wealth. The price to pay is never enough to purchase eternal life for even one to keep them out of hell. I read that portion of Scripture and I realise that just like eternal salvation is so costly, that it cannot be paid by earthly wealth. I think fathering is the same. I was on another one of those moments on the couch recently watching little Israel come home from, I think it's school or preschool, and he had an invitation for his dad to come to Father's Day gig. Dad had come home from a busy day at work and was doing stuff for the business and his boy came up with the invitation and he was just like chuffed. He was like, he was gleaming from ear to ear as he brought this handmade invitation to his dad and popped it into his lap. And I said nothing. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to help Geordie out here. He's going to stuff this up. <laughs> and uh, to my surprise, uh, and there's no reflection on Geordie, I was actually seeing myself in this moment 25 years earlier. Geordie turned, got the invitation and Israel's face, I was, I was fixed on Israel's face. As he handed it over, the smile was like popping out his ears. 
And then as Geordie took it, Geordie took a while to read it. I'm thinking, dude, come on, help, come on, speed it up. And he was actually, Geordie was paying attention, reading it. The smile on Israel's face just shrunk almost down to nothing just before his dad turned to him and said, I would love to come, son. I'm so looking forward to it. And immediately his, his, his smile just went back out again, lit up. Like he was present in the moment as a dad. I thought, smarty dad. But the greatest thing that happened was as Israel walked off, I was able to, as a dad, observing all that, go to Geordie, man, you did so well there. You should have seen the emotions nor journey that went on and how much you put back in his emotional account when you made a fuss about going to that gig and making it happen. I know there's many of us here today, like me, dads, I was terrible in that stuff. I don't even know if I got to too much at school. Maybe maybe one or two things. But I do know today that God has given me an opportunity to redeem those moments over the years. And so whether you're a dad here today thinking, gosh, this is, this is not going too well for me, or you're a child here going, gosh, dad was a douche. I can remember one of my kids telling my youth pastor who was pastoring them that I was a douchebag as a dad. And I was like, leading the church and everyone's going pastor this and man of God that. And he, my, my, one of my kids thought I was a douchebag. He, he used a different word. Also started with D, could have been dunce. Uh, and I thought, oh, golly, Jesus, help me. But the great thing is Jesus redeems every part of your life. And so dads, see your children wherever possible, but children, see your dads through the eyes of grace and mercy. And I know there's some adult people here. I can remember having a Father's Day weekend about seven years ago and an 87-year-old man stood on this altar right here. In fact, it was around about this position. I'll never forget it. And when I went to him and said, what can I pray for? 87 years old. I asked him, what can I pray for? He says, I I need to forgive my dad. I I will never forget that moment. Because I thought, oh my goodness, 87 years to get to the moment. Dad had been gone for like a long time. Please don't let that be you. If you got something to be redeemed or released, Let's do it now. Can I pray with you? Father, right now, I want to thank you for every man, every dad in the house and for the children, the sons and the daughters. And God, we thank you today that no one can pay the price of salvation from earthly wealth, that God, only you could pay it. That price was too precious. So Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that redeems and saves today. It saves and redeems in every area. And so God, we release any disappointment, any pain. And Father, we receive Your healing power into our hearts, into our homes, 
in Jesus' name. God, I thank You that this Father's Day shall mark a significant moment in all of our lives as we see how rich we are as dads that are fathers to generations, to see how hopeful life can be for dads of children and teenagers and dads of adults, that God, you're taking us on a journey in every season. You are redeeming areas of our fathering spirit so that we can raise a generation of children that are blessed by You. And God, as Your Word says, carry influence and honour wherever they go. In Jesus' Name, Amen. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.